The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKella. Good morning, Claudia. How are you and your family coping during these unusual days of COVID-19? We are social distancing or physical distancing. Well, we are doing the exact same thing. Uh, We are doing it at home. As you're probably aware, our clinics have been closed, and they will be closed until further notice. Um, So we're home, two adults, two children, and a dog. So you can imagine that there's a lot of um, different scenarios happening in our home right now. Uh, But most importantly, we're trying to stay as positive and as joyful as we can. There's so much going on in the world right now, it's hard not to kind of get into it, but it's also uh, we're making a conscious effort not to let it really affect our morale. And so what is happening with your practice, with your patients? Are you able to connect with them virtually at all? So we, we, I have been. I've been connecting with a lot of my patients. I'm getting a lot of um, text messages, phone calls, emails. There's a lot of anxiety running around, obviously. There's a lot going on in the world. COVID-19 really does need a lot of our attention right now. Uh, we do really need to social distance. We need to self-isolate if you need to. We do have to you know, heed the warnings of the government because if we don't, we're never going to flatten the curve. So our clients are feeling it. A client, you know, we can't see our regular maintenance patients. Uh, we are able to see um, an emergency case, so somebody who has a new injury or somebody who's, you know, really all of a sudden just can't move. Those are few and far between, and we're really kind of trying to uh, screen those because we don't want many people walking through the doors of the clinic. It's just not um, a time to do that right now. So there's a lot of anxiety, um, but you know. In, in hindsight, if you look at this, it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to reevaluate their health. And that's what I'm telling everyone. So there are things that we can do at home to kind of get us back on track with our health. The health, obviously, is the most important thing in our lives. I mean, we are seeing this firsthand. And I think that's one of the lessons that COVID-19 is going to teach us, that we need to be healthy. We need to practice basic skills and basic hygiene, like washing our hands and being very aware of these things. Um, In our house, we actually decided to approach this uh, in an order of operations kind of way. So first, our business needed attention. We needed to get our staff organized. We needed to get our patients under control. We needed to send out all the appropriate emails. Uh, then my children needed attention because there was a lot of question. There's a lot of, you know, a little bit of fear around what is happening, what's going on. Um, and then, you know, we had to deal with our elderly parents, stay in the house, kind of educate them on how important it is just not even to go out. So there was a lot of stuff. Uh, that we had to deal with, but we feel like we got a handle of it, and uh, and we're just going to kind of take it day by day. So we decided that as a family, we're going to accept, we're going to adapt, and then we're going to overcome. Great step. So accept, adapt, overcome. That's right. And if you don't do that, then you just find yourself kind of behind the curve. There's really no reason to be in panic mode. We have to think about this rationally. So we have to understand that this will pass. Um, Is it serious? I believe so. I believe that it got to a point where it became more serious than anybody anticipated. But now we're in it. So if we don't do what we need to do to get past it, it's just going to be that much longer. 
Um, we're trying to make the best of just being home. Um, we're trying to accept what's going on, and we're going to adapt by staying in, being conscious of each other, trying to be a support system for the people who need it, and I feel like that's the way we're going to overcome all this. And we're going to take this as an opportunity. You know, I'm going to take advantage of your expertise and ask you a couple of questions then. You mentioned that there are those who are reaching out to you for emotional support. What are you telling them? And then my next question is, what advice do you have for those who do require, say, chiropractic help at this time? What can we do on our own at home? Okay, so I'm going to answer the first question because that's really important because sometimes the two of them are related. So people, a lot of people experience pain because of an emotional uh, situation. So this is perfect opportunity for your body to react and to develop pain or for, you to, for pain to be triggered. So if, I, if I'm telling my patients, let's be rational, you know, let's do what the body is asking of you. So first and foremost, drink lots of water. Okay, hydrate, take your supplements. So vitamin C right now seems to be the big one where I did read a study that said that vitamin C is really good at combating, um, you know, the COVID-19 virus. So just double up on your vitamin C. Take your vitamin D because you need vitamin D and it's also, it kind of helps with um, the mind and the mental component. I love to, you know, encourage B12. Um, I like to stay on my omegas because those are bringing down inflammation in the body. So that's one place to start. If you feel like you need treatment, okay, if you cannot move and if you had an injury, you fell and you hit something and your back is out, I understand we will get you in. Um, but if it's something that we can manage at home, we can do this over the phone, we can do it virtually. I've done this several times already in the last 10 days. I've actually got on my Zoom app and we did some private stretching. So I showed my client how to stretch. Uh, I showed my client how to work out a muscle, uh, you know, use heat or use ice depending on the situation. There's so many things we can do at home. And more importantly, just talk. People just want to talk about it. They want to know um, that we are all in the same situation. So I'm here to tell all of my listeners, we are all in this together. We are all experiencing some sort of ramification from this virus. I always enjoy talking to you. I learn so much from you. I miss having you across from me here in the studio. I miss that energy. But I know we will be back together again in person very soon. And coming up next on The Wellness Prescription, how to manage your mental health during the COVID-19 outbreak. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. Community Living York South empowers people with intellectual disabilities to live, learn, work, and participate in their community. We believe in a society where everyone belongs. We offer programs and services for various ages, including respite, community day options, educational and self-care workshops, and individualized guidance and support. To find out how we can help you or someone you know, visit communitylivingyorksouth.ca or call 905-884-911 and ask to be connected to a coordinator. We look forward to hearing from you. York247.com is York Region's very own video sharing channel. The community events, local entertainment, sports, and neighborhood favorites you won't see anywhere else. Inside York Region services and exclusive business profiles. To see yourself and your stories, go to York247.com. 
There's never been a better time to start your spring cleaning routine, and Need-A-Bin is ready to help. With touchless drop-off and pickup, you can clear your clutter and get your home the cleanest it's ever been without worrying. Call 1-86-NEED-A-BIN or book online at needabin.net. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Claudia McKilla. Thank you, Tina. Our next guest is Kyla Fox, the founder of the Kyla Fox Center. She is here to provide us with some tips and information on how to cope with all the issues that are going on around the COVID-19 crisis. Kyla, thank you, and welcome to the show today. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to be here. Yeah, you know what? It's a really surreal time, um, and we've been getting so many questions and so much concern around how we are going to help with our mind and our state of mind during this very surreal time. So um, how it, why is it important, and do you find that it is more important now to deal with our mental health during this time? Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, I think that what's happening for us as our lives become more and more restricted and our access becomes more and more restricted and the concerns of, you know, uh, not only how we're going to live through this time, but when and if things will restabilize again um, is weighing very heavily on people's mental health. Um, the ideas of being isolated or being removed from the things and people that help to keep us well and strong and safe in our lives um, has become a really important piece when we're trying to think about, you know, how we stay well and what we actually need as humans in order to stay well. So it is a really very high time for uh, mental health vulnerability, and I think the ability to talk about that openly is really necessary as we find ourselves in these really unprecedented times. And so and now if you, so in the, like, I know there's so many people who, um, you know, are, love to be around people and need to be around people and finding yourself really being isolated to either yourself or to one or two people in the home is really a source of stress because that's what I've been getting from a lot of my own patients. So what mm-hmm. tips do you have in order to help people cope with all this and, and kind of find uh, the, the, the tribe or the, or the team of people who are going to help them recover and survive all this? Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I, I think certainly uh, probably the advantages of technology give us access to people in ways that we wouldn't otherwise be able to have in isolation, meaning that we can pull people up on the screen and join groups or connect with loved ones in uh, a virtual way. Um, but only really the best way that we can see people's faces, faces and, and, and have that kind of, you know, uh, access to them. But I think, I think some people actually, you're right, do really benefit from making those social connections and require that in order for their mental well-being. And others actually find themselves maybe naturally having more of a propensity to isolate and move away from life. And so the fact that life is even subscribing that to us right now makes them even more vulnerable because it isn't even their natural tendency to know how to reach out and make those kinds of connections. And isolation is, um, you know, though it's a natural part of life to some extent for all of us, it actually is a very debilitating place for for many people. It's a lonely place and it's a sad place um, and it can feel like a really empty place. And so we need to be really mindful that if we're spending a lot of time there that we do need to have access to connection 
whether that's to others or whether that's, you know, in different ways to our bodies moving or um, being outside um, as limited as we can be, but, but certainly trying to do that. And also to start to have really open conversations with those people that we are in isolation with. Um, it's a high time for, um, for, for obviously deep connection, but potentially a high time for a lot of conflict. You know, we're in close quarters with people in ways that maybe for most of us we haven't had to be before. And, and that can feel really intimate and really vulnerable um, and also really scary for people. It's interesting that you say that because um, you know I'm in my home and I have my husband home and my two children home and as much Me as it's a, yeah right as much as it's a lovely time um, there's a lot of uncertainty in all of us individually so we're an, two adults and two children both having different forms and different reasons to feel anxious um, mm -hmm. so what are your recommendations like how can a family adapt and, and deal with what's going on? And do you recommend having those conversations or do we keep certain things away from our children? It, it's so many open-ended questions. Yeah, you know, I, I really come from a place of believing that the more that we can share honestly and openly, the safer we can all be because I think that if we keep feelings inside and we're not communicating um, effectively, then I actually think that that can be more harmful, harmful to our mental health. So I think as, as as families or whomever you're sharing your space with, to be able to articulate with each other the challenges um, or, or the, the, the benefits that are coming from being in close quarters, um, maybe even defining what it means to come together, but also honoring that people need their individual time, their individual space, and their sense of privacy, um, and, and how you are going to organize around what that is. Um, and I think it's I think it's okay, depending upon the age and stage of um, children or other family members, that that you talk openly about the uncertainties and what that may mean for each and every person in their own lives. Um, I think communication is really really key to having stronger mental health. Kyla, during this time, you know you're a you're a therapist. How are you treating your patients, your clients, remotely during this period? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, funnily enough, for me, not not too much has actually changed in that um, all of the people that we work with um, through my center are still maintaining their ongoing treatment. We're just doing it virtually. And in some cases, even when things are up and running as normal, we do things virtually as well because of just, you know, logistical pieces for, for clients or just people moving away or living far away from the center in Toronto. And so we do function regularly in a remote way. And I think that um, nothing has changed insofar as clients still being able to obtain the same kind of therapeutic um, support that they're receiving with us. Uh, we just do it on the screen. And it acts as an opportunity to just tap into their emotional well-being, their mental well-being, to talk more intimately about how to, how to navigate these really challenging times. So um, I think the practice of maintaining some of these important support systems during this time is really key because we're likely going to be in this place for a while. I mean, you know, who knows, but that's my thought at least. I kind of agree with you there, um, and, and that's why I feel like this is a time in our lives to really find our truth 
um, and really be true to the to the people around us and um, mm-hmm. having honest conversations about you know how you feel about being home, how you feel about what could be you know upcoming we don't really know um, and that's what I feel is what I'm trying to convey to my own clients and to my staff is we don't know, but we must remain positive about this. We must know that there is a silver lining at the end of all this. And so I guess my question is, what tips do you recommend? Like how do we keep the, the positivity flowing? How do we keep the rational mind um, you know, at the forefront instead of letting the ego and the fear take over? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I've spent a lot of time with myself and even with all of the clients that I work with, um, you know, talking through some of the really beautiful things that have come about as a result of this um, this this really quiet and and more isolating time. And I think there is something to be said about the simplicity of what life has to be about right now. And even though that can be very uncomfortable because it means that we have to be differently connected to ourselves or differently connected to the people that we're close to or living with, I think there's something really beautiful about having this this quieter time, this slower time, this more introspective time. And I think culturally we're, we're, we're generally afraid of that, which is why we're fast moving and reliance on technology and not as present and, you know, go, go, go. There's something kind of sacred about um, not being able to do that and having to look more inward. And I think if I think about some of the silver linings that are coming about for myself or for others, it's um, being more present, really experiencing relationships at a deeper level, um, finding value in some of the more simple things of life, recognizing the ways that we've all perhaps been really distracted, um, you know, noticing what really gives us joy and meaning, and maybe using this as a time to be differently introspective about, you know, when things do go back to normal, what, what definitely needs to be sustained and what we can maybe move away from. I, I feel like that is exactly in line with what we all should be doing. Um, in my own case, I mean, obviously health is at the utmost, uh, you know, the top priority right now. Has It always should be, but I guess right now with everything that's going on, our health is at the top of our list uh, on, you know, how to be healthy. And I'm using this opportunity to try and do that myself. So uh, we're eating very healthily. We're getting as much outdoor activities as we can, obviously keeping in consideration the social distancing. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of your work is in eating disorders. So... How do how do how does somebody who has you know a, a, a um, who needs to have a better relationship with food how do they deal with the triggers that this pandemic is going to um, put forth? Yeah, I mean, as an eating disorder therapist and the founder of you know the an eating disorder recovery center, this is a very trepidatious time for people who experience eating disorder behaviors or disordered eating patterns, and um, I think. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that there is so much unpredictability and really, you know, recovery from an eating disorder is, is, is very much reliant in, to some extent on, you know, life regulation and the ability to have, you know, uh, normal structure and accountability to not only when you eat or how you eat or what you eat, but also to tapping in emotionally. And so 
this kind of pandemic is really throwing a wrench in people's sense of stability. And, and I also think the idea of fears around not having enough food or hoarding food and people who engage in symptoms around binging, purging, and restricting are really threatened at this time because there's so many mixed messages around our safety with food and what we should be doing or not doing. And so what I really suggest, whether it's connected directly to food in the body, having an eating disorder or disorder eating, or just overall mental health, is that in this slower, more simpler time where we're more isolated, I think it's really critical to establish a sense of daily structure and accountability, even though there's not really a lot that maybe we can all be doing, but certain time frames where maybe you go out, you wake up at a certain time, you get dressed just like how you would, you make sure you eat your breakfast, you do, a, you do work or school or a certain activity for a few hours, and then you plan your lunch, and so on and so forth, so that the day feels like it still has purpose, despite the fact that it's, it's um, more isolated and more simple. And I think those kinds of things allow us to feel like we have some sense of control and some sense of accountability in our relationship to food and our body and our mental health. You mentioned a few things there. You said be grateful, try to maintain a schedule or a structure. There are those listeners who, in the winter months, for example, feel isolated. They feel alone. They can't really get out and about. And they look forward to spring to get back to their routine. Now, here we are in spring, in this situation, you know, where they're feeling, you know, continued isolation and alone for a longer period of time. How can they get through this? Such a good point. I mean, I think, I think yes. Um, you know, a lot of people, as you say, have been, have been isolated just as a result of the, of the, of the season. And, and certainly I think what we can maybe rejoice in is the fact that the days are longer, the weather is warmer, the sun is out. And even though um, some people may have been reliant on using spring as getting out into the world, that doesn't mean that that has to change. Um, certainly it's limited compared to what it would have been years past, but we still have the ability to sit on our porch. We still have the ability to feel the sun on our face. We still have the ability to go for walks. Um, and I think that it's really important that we get out into the world in the ways that we are able, um, even though contained in, in, in obviously some way. Kyla, thank you so much. Um, I know that our listeners are going to gain some valuable insight on how to cope with everything that's going on. Um, and if our listeners do want to know more about you or want to reach you, how can they do so? Um, you can reach us at www.kylafoxcenter.com. Center is spelled in the Canadian way, C-E-N-T-R-E.com. Um, or at my handle is at kylafoxrecovery. And um, we're here to help, and we're open, and nothing is actually changing for us. And so certainly if people are interested in wanting support for their mental health, for their relationship with food or their body, um, we're here. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And Dr. Claudia, please remind our listeners how to follow and connect with you at this time. Right now, you can reach me at Claudia underscore Machiella on Instagram or www.thecenterforhealth.ca. And that's our show for this week. If you missed any part of our show or want to catch up on previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, 
go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thank you for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.